Hey, whether you enjoy listening to Breaking Down Collapse or Building Up Resilience, I think you'll also really enjoy our bonus content on Patreon. Yeah, Kellen and I take 20 minutes each week to talk about the news that's happening all around us and Collapse as it plays out. We like to have a little fun with it, but also make sure that you're aware of what's going on in the world of Collapse. We look forward to having you join us there. The link to join us on Patreon is in the episode description. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Listen, normally I like to be right, but I might not love to say I told you so. The words taste overripe to come out of my mouth and make me choke. It's like a bad joke to perceive the irony of people in designer clothes on their iPhones posting selfies. So please, you've got to come help me. I'm broken. The grocery stores are empty. So Kellen has been working on a project on and off for the last several months. And I think he's excited to announce that he's finally completed it. So Kevin, why don't you go ahead and tell us about it? <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, when I've had time, I decided to make a music video for the collapse rap that I had created. And maybe just for the sake of clarification, tell us what the music video is, because I get this image of you like with a microphone dancing or something. Well, I tried to follow the pattern of all rap music videos. So I've got Lots of fancy cars. I'm throwing money. Got chains. Yep. I'm just... Grills. Yeah, I'm talking about how I'm so much better than everybody else. Flashing your brass knuckles at the camera. Lots of beautiful, scantily clad women. Yes. Surrounding me. Yep. No, it's actually a kind of a montage of all the horrible things happening in the world. Oh, that's much better. <laughs> what a relief. Yeah, I am not featured in the video. Bummer. Other than your voice, of course. Right. But it was just such a fun thing to make that rap. It's the song that we use as the intro and outro for these bonus episodes. And because making the song itself was so fun, I thought, why not try making a music video? And I'll say, you did a great job at 
like picking images that match sort of what you were talking about. And the timing of the transitions is really great. I, I was really impressed with it. So I'm glad that you enjoy doing that stuff and that it's just fun for you. But it's also, I think it's pretty quality. It's pretty cool. Well, thanks. I like to have creative outlets. One piece of creative content that I don't think was super high quality was my cover art for the podcast that we've been using for the last almost two years. I have to jump in here and say, I would not say that that was not quality because it was well done. And if I had done it, it would be like a stick figure <laughs> sort of thing. I still draw like I did when I was five, but I can see what you're saying as far as like super professional quality, pay somebody to make it type thing. It wasn't quite there, but I thought you did a great job on it. Well, thank you. Yeah, that was something when we started the podcast, I spent a few hours on an iPad creating that image that all of you listening are now familiar with, the orange background with the hourglass. However, Corey and I have a friend who by profession is a designer, and we were excited that he was willing to kind of freshen it up, make it look more professional. I think it looks really cool. It's something that I could print out and have on my wall. Yeah. Yeah, this new cover art is is awesome. I think he's taken the the same idea that we had and he just finalized it. You know, he put that finishing touch on it. So hopefully you like it as well. We're happy to hear feedback. It's always weird to rebrand and take away the image that everybody associates the podcast with and, and hopefully it doesn't trip anybody up. But I'm sure in time people will get used to this one as well. Speaking of another piece of creative content, <laughs> some people are just really great at creating titles for news articles. Um, the top post on the subreddit right now is one that we simply just have to talk about. I knew as soon as I saw it that it was going to be a, the point of conversation for this. Before we dive in, though, I do want to point out we had somebody reach out to us literally 15 minutes ago on Reddit, sent me a Reddit message and said, please stop promoting the subreddit on your podcast. They said the sub is no longer a place for discussion. It's being over-moderated and all discussion is stifled in, in the name of rule one, which is a rule on the subreddit. I should say it's one of many rules on the subreddit. I did want to hurry and just sort of mention with this, you know, this person has a point, not to say, in my opinion, that the subreddit is completely or unvaluable, that it's not valuable, but rather to say, you do have to be careful if you're going to get on the subreddit, or really any subreddit. Just as far as the type of content that you're seeing, as far as the type of comments that people are leaving, it can be over-dramatized. There are large subsections of people that I think are a little more extreme in as far as making predictions about the future and the immediate future. And, and it can just be over-dramatized in a way that I don't agree with. I think there's also a lot of great content there. I love being able to see sort of a aggregation of the news that's pertinent and you just have to know how to weed out the stuff that's not pertinent. This person makes a specific complaint about moderation on the subreddit. I don't have a lot to say about that. I don't follow any of the drama with moderation. I've never had an issue with it. I've never had something removed and felt like I was being censored or anything like that. But some people do have serious issues with that. Reddit is a forum. Uh, they're trying to make sure that the, the content that's being posted there is quality. So there do have to be you know rules put in place. But... Again, taking into account that you do have the possibility of having things you want to say being removed because it doesn't follow the the rules that they've placed. I just wanted to, to kind of point that out because I do think it's interesting in these bonus episodes, every episode we talk about 
stuff from the subreddit, right? We talk about articles that are posted there. And when I say every episode, it's almost every episode. But I never want it to seem like we are endorsing the subreddit as like the best place to go and get your collapse information. And many of you listening may remember that we had an interview as one of our episodes with one of the main moderators of the subreddit. I don't spend much time on Reddit, but that conversation gave me a lot of respect for moderators. I'm sure there's a whole spectrum, a whole variety of people that take on that kind of responsibility, but it sounds like a pretty thankless job, a lot of work. It's not like something you get paid for. So because I don't spend time on the collapse subreddit, I can't really put my opinion forward. I just think at least in some cases we should cut them some slack. You know, it's funny that you say you're not on there very much because this person in their message to me actually said, also, your friend Kellen is right not to want to join smart guy. So he's complimenting you for staying away from it. Honestly, I think if the subreddit just wasn't moderated, if anyone could post anything anytime that they wanted to with no rules, it would be a worse place than it is now. It would be full of junk. It would be full of conspiracy theories. It would be full of misinformation. So I think moderation has to be there. And of course, I agree there can be overstepping in moderation. There was recently a bunch of moderator drama. They had to kick some moderators out who were really sort of popular moderators in the sub because they went AWOL and did some things that they shouldn't and didn't follow their own rules. So it's just to say, like, I I know that it's not, the moderation is not perfect, but I do think that it's a better place to be with moderation than without it. Anyway, that's our side note on the subreddit. Moving on to this article, the title is, and this, this is the title of the article in the newspaper, which, by the way, the name of the newspaper is not listed here, nor is the date that this was released, but it looks like it's recent. The title is, Melting Ice Allows Greener Shipping. There's a big image on the front that shows a big cargo ship full of containers, and it's going through... You can see there's ice on either side, but it's clearly melted and sort of opening the passageway for that container ship to pass through. And the insinuation here, from this title at least, is saying that because the Arctic ice is melting, we're going to be able to start shipping things with less emissions. Yeah, the caption on the photo of the newspaper article says, A container ship avoids ice near Montreal. Less ice allows ships to take more direct routes. And so it's framed as this celebration, like, hooray, the ice is melting and getting out of our way so we can more directly ship more stuff across the world. I ship my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I love that commercial. I forgot about that one. But it's fascinating because I think when you start reading through the article itself, it makes several good points and it has some balancing statements in there where it's saying melting sea ice is not a good thing. And it also explains that there's some potential conflict because nobody really owns those passageways. And so who gets to send their ships through those routes, right? But I think many people are like me in that they don't read every article they see. Often reading a headline and a sub headline is enough for me to get the gist and then I move on. And I can just imagine, especially a bunch of people out there that think climate change is not real or that it's not important for us to try to mitigate. They look at this and they're like, huh, see, I'm right. It's a positive. Yeah. And I got to say the comments were gold. So I'm just going to read a couple of these that I thought were particularly funny or pertinent, I guess. 
I think my favorite was the reference to Don't Look Up, where somebody said, we're for the jobs the comment will create. So if you've seen Don't Look Up, again, this is just a perfect example of that, of people, the people you're talking about, Kellen, that are sort of just ignorant of climate change. If they believe climate change, they don't believe it's that big of a deal or that's nothing we can control. And they say like, yeah, we're for the easier shipping routes that climate change will create. I think perhaps the most pertinent comment was somebody who made mention that, like you said, most people just read titles. They don't actually read the article. And the article itself did make some valid points that I think are things that need to be talked about and addressed that aren't talked about enough, perhaps, particularly around issues that are going to be faced geopolitically as that ice continues to melt. Because right now, there's not really any one country that can lay claim to those waterways. And I think that will be a point of conflict in the future, with one person mentioning that countries like China, Russia, and the US and Canada are essentially already preparing for war over those routes and the energy reserves in the area. Now, the proof behind preparing for war, they didn't provide sources for that. But the fact that it's definitely something that these countries are already thinking about as far as how they can gain territorial advantage there. Speaking of the comments on this Reddit post, I appreciated those that really highlighted the irony here. One individual said, that's like saying that death lowers a patient's healthcare related expenses. <laughs> like, like, hey, after you're dead, it hurts less. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I also appreciated that somebody said, I can no longer differentiate between the onion and reality. Absolutely. And I've felt that way recently. There are just such strange things coming through the news all the time. Especially when you look at how people are acting on the political stage, things that people are saying. But this is just another example where you read it and you start to laugh. You think it's satire. And then you're like, oh, wait, this is a real article. Yeah, this could this article could be directly out of The Onion. And The Onion's probably done something like this in the past already. You and I had made comments in the past. I can't remember if it was in a bonus episode or in a regular episode about The Onion and how you can read through The Onion and and it's just not that shocking anymore. The irony is funny, but in a sad sort of like, like this could be a real article and it wouldn't even shock me anymore. This is something that you'd see shared around on Facebook by your uncle or whatever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're just, we're, we're there. We're in that point of misinformation and I guess framing of the bad news to try and keep people happy. Well, if you think of our last couple of bonus episodes... You know, we talked about six major natural disasters taking place in the U.S. in a single day. We talked about what's happening with gas prices and some of the causes and the effects of that. We've talked about the conflict that continues to grind away there in Ukraine and the implications that's having on the rest of the world. You add all these things together and there is this growing sense, even just from the general population, that like times are scary. We're facing so many obstacles. And so on one hand, I can't blame people for trying to look at a bad situation and find the silver lining and trying to put at least some sort of positive spin on it. I think there is value to that, but not if you are discrediting reality, right? If, if you're just putting on rose-colored glasses and ignoring the problems, or like this article might be doing, causing other people to downplay the issues, then that's when it becomes dangerous. You know, when it comes to climate change, you still see so many 
articles out there talking about how there's still time. We can still do things to fix this. We can still change. Even in the subreddit, there was another article that says 2022 may be our last best chance to address climate change. And it's like, we are going to continue to see that same article come out every year for the next decade, but it's going to say 2023 may be our last best chance, 2024 may be our last best chance. And as it gets worse and worse, we're just going to see more ridiculous articles like this greener shipping one making claims that this is actually better for us. Stay in line, make sure you're still going to work, be productive, nothing's wrong sort of attitude. And the worst part is so many people are going to believe it. And your climate change denying uncle is still going to hold his same beliefs or double down on them. And the candidate he backs is going to keep winning <laughs> and making policies that, that don't help. And even the candidates that he doesn't back is going to keep making policies that don't help. Biden hasn't fixed things. He hasn't made things any better. He's done policies that have allowed for worsening conditions of the atmosphere. So at this point, to me... The idea that there's still time to change the climate. Well, maybe there's time, but there is zero will and there's just zero hope for me that it's going to happen. I'm over here just wondering, why do you always have to make it about my uncle? What do you have against my uncle? Look, Phil is a nice guy, but it doesn't mean he's a smart guy. <laughs> well, I've got to say, as we do these bonus episodes every week and we're talking about what we're seeing take place, you know, we're kind of chronicling collapse week by week. It just makes me so excited for all the work that you and I have been doing, Corey, on resilience and preparedness. We've still got a lot of work left to do, but we've been researching and organizing and trying to come up with something comprehensive that will allow us and any of our listeners eventually to be 100% prepared for the type of threats they might face. Yeah, I think any free time that we've had, we have put towards preparing for this. It's been a long time coming. There's still a lot left to do. But I thought it'd be interesting really quick, now that you bring that up, we did a poll of our Patreon supporters about a month ago on how important is learning about resiliency to them. And I put three options in that poll. It was either extremely important, I already am or would like to be actively learning about it now, moderately important, it's something I may want to look into, but it's not at the top of my list. And then lastly, not important, I don't believe it makes any difference, and I'm uninterested in putting any effort or time into it. And in the first couple of hours, we had 50 or 60 responses, and I thought it was fascinating because I was expecting something like, you know, 30 or 40% of people to be like, I this is super important, I've got to learn about this. Maybe 50% of people to be like, it's just moderately important, and then another 20 or 30% to just be like, I don't care at all. But the results, at the end of the day, it was like... 83% of people said it was extremely important. And then 17% of people that said moderately important and 0% of people that said not important at all. I just got back in and looked. It's been a month now. We have over 100 responses there. And now there are three people that say it's not important. So we got a few, but it's still just under 3% of people that don't care about resiliency. The other 97 plus percent want to learn about it. Which to me makes sense. It's the next logical step. First awareness, then preparedness, right? So when we look at all of the troublesome things coming our way, and then you think, how do I possibly prepare myself and my family and maybe my own circle of influence, maybe my neighbors, my community to be able to withstand this? 
And then you think about how much there is out there. There's food and water and shelter, right? But then there's also how do you prepare yourself with your physical health and hygiene and your mental health, security, relationships, finances, energy, all all these things. And it can be daunting. It's overwhelming. There's a lot out there. You know, one aspect that we've talked about is community. How do you build community? But I think most people don't have the time to go do all the research. And so you and I, Corey, have been doing all that research and we've got some really cool ideas for how we're going to be able to help anybody based on, you know, their levels of income, where they live, what their health looks like, what kind of a career they have, you know, family size and age, what their end goals are and their interests and desires, all these factors, these variables. If we can pull this off effectively, it'll make it so that you can cut through all the other stuff and have a customized plan that's tailored to you. So we're really excited to provide that. We wish we were ready to release that, but we want to make sure it's it's quality. So we've got a ways to go. Yeah, it's a passion project right now. We're in the inception phase, but it is uh, something that we're really excited to keep moving forward on. You know, one thing I think about with resiliency is that a lot of people may feel like resiliency is just about prepping, basically. When in reality, you know, you mentioned the importance of community. I think that is a huge aspect of it. And I think another aspect of it is part of resiliency isn't just trying to be prepared to survive through collapse, right? You know, there's a point of collapse that I don't think I want to survive through if it were bad enough or rapid enough. I think a big piece of of resiliency is just learning to be okay with the situation. It's the mental aspect. It's learning to live with and cope with our realities. So, yeah, like you said, there's so many aspects to it. There's there's just unending possibilities, but we're really excited to take that, like you said, next logical step in saying, here's all the information that we now know about why collapse is going to happen and what that could entail. Now, how do I set myself, my family, and my community up for the best chances of as positive of an outcome as possible. So I think um, we'll end the episode with just a couple quick requests. One is, you know, Kellen and I have been doing a ton of research on the resiliency and preparation side, dozens of different sources and stuff that I've been looking into that Kellen's been looking into and doing research. If you have already been doing research into preparation and you have a specific resource that you love, whether that be a podcast on the topic, a book, a documentary, whatever it is, there are literally thousands, tens of thousands of them out there. There's no way that Kellen and I are going to find them all. So if there's one that you have used or or liked, um, a course that you've taken or something like that, send it our way. That way we can uh, make sure we're finding the good stuff to share with everybody. Secondly, I wanted to mention that um, earlier Kellen talked about the music video that he had done We didn't mention that that's up on YouTube, and we've also uploaded our first eight episodes onto YouTube with an audiogram there. So, you know, if you've got friends or family that you've been wanting to share this with, but they're not really into podcasts, if they would, you know, rather just put it on YouTube or something, you can find that there. Just search Breaking Down Collapse. Thank you all so much for supporting us. Thanks for being here and listening. We're just a couple of doofuses, but we're having a good time being able to share this with you all.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.